Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son, Juicy, or in this episode, Juice son, Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. about Boris Johnson's ethical advisor quitting, Scottish independence, rail strikes and refugees. You're wrong. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon and this is Non-Censored. Hello and welcome back to Non-Censored, our weekly highlights of my very popular and very real radio show. I am, of course, Harriet Langley-Swindon, and I'm joined by my producer, Martin. Here as ever. <laughs> and what a week it was, eh, Martin? Oh, yes, yes, one for the books, certainly. Uh, no no shortage of news this week. And, and what do you think your personal highlight was? Well, if, if I had to pick one, uh, it would probably be the Thai green curry that I made on Wednesday night. with. No, no, Martin, with... I mean in the show. In the show. In, in the show, in of the show. course. Highlight in of the course. show. Um, in that case, uh, well, yeah, a, a close second would be uh, when we had the, uh, the the wonderful Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy in to give some uh, some thoughts and advice as to how to improve Keir Starmer's standing, make him a little bolder, a little edgier, and a little more sexy. Yes, we we are mandated to say, yes, uh, in Pride Pride Month, we're all very pro Pride here uh, at Non-Censored um and and uh, th- that's all that needs to be said. I thought that was very fun. But we also Martin had a very very moving caller, really touched a lot of hearts. Uh it, it's a shame we couldn't include it in, in the highlights, but um oh god, do you remember Martin, she'd been brutally cancelled. Mm. Uh she felt she wasn't able to say uh, what she felt. Um, it was really, I mean, there wasn't, I, I think, a dry eye in the studio and, and at home. I think people were very, very moved. Yes, there, very there are a lot of comments, a lot of comments, especially uh, when when they discovered which which uh, group she she represented. Then uh, suddenly we realised that it was, uh, it was a slightly different sort of... Uh, <clears throat> well, it, it gave a new context to the, uh, <laughs> to the interview, didn't it? Still... Still very sad and still very moving, I'd say. I don't think we should discriminate someone just because of what they've done. No, of course. You know? Of course. That's the problem don't with Don't judge culture, people by their yes. actions or their words. That's Exactly, exactly. And that is that is the rule in this show. But to start with, let's talk about the bombshell of Lord Guite's resignation letter. I mean, this was really extraordinary. Wasn't oh, it, absolutely. Yes. And, and while the media were scrambling around asking, is this the end for Boris Johnson? How can anyone work for him if they know that their advice will be ignored? Who would possibly work for Boris Johnson? Well, we found someone, didn't we, Martin? We found someone who was tipped to be the new ethics advisor. He is 
very well respected in the establishment. He, he's been around for ages, and to give you an idea of the kind of man he is, he used to be Prince Andrew's nanny. I am, of course, speaking of Sir Stephen Stevens. So, Stephen, let's get to the topic in, in hand. Hey. Obviously, this is this is a big topic this week. Now, what do you hey. make of it? What's what's he playing at? I don't know. I mean, I've known Chris a long time. Chris is a lovely man, but he, you know, guide by name, guide by nature. That's you know, he's a he's he's always been something of a stickler for the rules, and I don't think there's any room in Parliament for people who are going to be so tied to traditions and rules and processes. Uh, you know, the people want what the people want, and they have to have it, including uh, in ethics. You know, every five years we have a general yes. election and that decides what the ethics are. Yes, yes, completely. I mean, the, the thing is, he did say that Boris Johnson had put him in an impossible and odious position. Yes, he, he has put a number of people in quite impossible positions. Many of uh, the people who've borne him children, I understand, did so in quite uncomfortable circumstances. And and do you think, I mean, do, do you think Lord Guite had a, had a point do you think he had a good reason? No, I think Chris is being a bit of a stick in the mud here. I mean, obviously one can't have an opinion one way or the other. It wouldn't be proper. It wouldn't be seemly to express an opinion. And that's why I think Chris had to go. Because there were some examples of quite outrageously unethical behaviour on the part of Chris Gullit. Not oh, really? Ethical. Will you will please do share? Do share. Is it ethical, I ask you, to leave the government without an ethics advisor? Is that ethical? Is that good for the ethical? No, no it's not. Who was unethical no. in this situation? Lord Christopher Guite. Very true. Very true. Now, Sir Stephen, are you worried? Because oh, obviously yes. we've heard on the down low uh, that you might be the new ethics advisor. <laughs> the, the government, they're being very secretive about it. They're, they're saying that they might not they might not do any ethics advisor, which seems... You know, I mean, I can understand it because the government doesn't really need anyone advising on ethics because it's very ethical and, and principled mm. and all about doing the right thing. And I must say, I, I think not having an advisor would be a mistake, uh, especially uh, partly because it would leave them open to accusations of corruption. And secondly, because it would mean that I wouldn't necessarily have a job. Very important point. Mm. And you're a really principled man, so I think you'd yes. really help you know, talking about corruption, you're you're very, there's nothing corrupt about you at all, is there? No, no. I've always been committed to my principles, mainly the principle that I should have a job. Yes, very, very important principle. And I think that's yeah. what everyone should operate on, really. And I think it, that's the, the problem. It's the essence of public service. It's the essence of public service. And I think that's the problem, is it? Law Guide has slightly lost track of that. Yeah. He sort of started to think that an ethics advisor is about... Um, Ethics. I mean, that's that's a big mistake. It, yes. He's taken it too literally. Um, he's taken you know, it too literally. He's not a postman, you know, who has to deal with post no. or a milkman no. who has to deal with milk. No, exactly. He's an ethics advisor, which means absolutely nothing. It, it's like anything. It's like you know, Suella Braverman being being the Attorney General. I mean, she yeah. doesn't she doesn't do that, does she? No, she knows nothing about the law. that know more about the law than Suella Braverman. <laughs> It's, oh, bless her. Uh, so, Sir Stephen, uh, if you don't mind me uh, yeah. jumping in, we do have a few questions. I mean, I do, but I'll let you do it. <laughs> you're, very, you're very good to put up with me. Um, well, we do have a few right. questions from our listeners um, as, oh, as to what your calls would be on some of the ethical mm. uh, conundrums that have come up over the past few months. 
Um, oh. So uh, first of all, there was of course the um, the Downing Street flat, the wallpaper fiasco. Uh, yeah, mm. being, being being paid for by uh, <laughs> a bit of yes. dodgy money uh, coming I, through. How, how would you have advised on that? Well, I mean, is is isn't all money that goes to pay to wallpaper somewhat dodgy? Is anyone who buys wallpaper does anyone buys wallpaper paper think that their hands are clean of blood? I think wallpaper. Uh, we don't know where it comes from. There's possibly sort of deep wallpaper mines. Um, oh, we don't know, know how this stuff is produced. Um, so, I mean, you can sit there on your high horse, but who can honestly say whatever's covering their wall that that is an ethical thing? So, my in uh, <laughs> uh, my judgment in that one, ethical. Right. Okay. So, there's, there's uh, I think that answers that. Uh, next up, we've got dogs. Dogs, yeah. the, uh, with, of course, the uh, withdrawal from the Middle East. Yeah. Um, uh, th- uh, there was, yeah. of course, quite a fiasco in getting uh, humans, translators, out. Out of the war zone. Mm. Um, uh, However, it was the dogs that got priority, uh, thanks to government intervention. How would you advise on that? I would say, look, we have lots of people in this country, and the people are, on the whole, quite disappointing. Whereas dogs are endlessly delightful. I mean, you said, I think that was quite a loaded way you asked that. You said dogs as opposed to translators. But uh, have we tried teaching the dogs to translate from dog language? So true. So Mm. true. So ethical, once again, incredibly ethical. We do just have one more uh, question from our listeners uh, regarding, of course, uh, the Prime Minister's uh, fixed fine for for breaking the law. Um, Yes, uh, during the old Partygate scandal. This is a tricky one. Yeah, this is a tricky one because obviously the police have found evidence of law-breaking, but I think uh, taking all the evidence into account, all the... I think there's quite a lot of evidence. I mean, photos galore of these things happening, of flagrant law-breaking um, throughout the period of the lockdown. I'd have to say, you know, ethical. Ethical. Because they owned up to it in the end. They paid the fines. It's not like it was kept a secret from us. We all know that they were having parties all the time. Ethically. Ethically. And our next guest who we heard from, she's Scottish, but don't let that put you off. She's one of the good ones, isn't she? She certainly is. I'm not sure what you mean by that last comment, but yes. (laughs) I am, of course, talking about anti-Scottish independence campaigner Fiona Forbes Sinclair. What is going on here? I thought we'd done and dusted with this. Well, so did I. I think we all thought that, you know, but unfortunately... Nicola has what I would call a a pathological need for Scotland to have its own government. And, I mean, it's dangerous what what she's suggesting. But, you know, she will, she'll go ahead. She's very much, um, have you seen the film Braveheart? Of course, of course I've seen Braveheart. Mm. Who hasn't? The, 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 I mean, that's where I know all my Scottish history from. Well, and same, but, you know, in that film, she's... Edward the Second. She's the English in that film. She's she's right. throwing a, a, a man out of a window and and tearing Mel Gibson to pieces. And, and Mel Gibson is the UK, and what Nicola's doing is um, destroying Mel Gibson, the the UK. So sorry, Fiona. Just to clarify, so mm. in Braveheart, the the English are the Scot Scottish uh, uh, Nicola Sturgeon. And the SNP of the English, the, yes. The, the, yes, and and the uh, the Scottish in the film are the people like yourself and and the Brits. Yes, the Brits. Yes, I mean I am British. I am British. You know, yes, and, and of the, course. 
we're all, you know, and the problem with, with, with Scottish nationalists is, that, is they're obsessed. They're obsessed with nationality. And, and I'm not. I'm just British. And I just, I just bleed red, white and blue. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, and, and blue on its own, horrible. Who wants to see that? Well, exactly. What, you know, I can't think of anything good that's blue. Is the, no, the I mean, cookie monster? Thank you, Producer I Martin. Think... There is, there is the, the cookie monster. Talking of Braveheart, I mean, mm. I, think, I think it's a very, very good way of looking at things because the thing with Scottish independence is, Fiona, is it, it all sounds good, doesn't it? It sounds nice, but it quickly goes off the rails. I mean, similarly with Braveheart, he did one good movie and then it was Passion of the Christ anti-Semitism and Daddy's Home too, you know? Absolutely off the scale, atrocious, downhill all the way. I mean, yes, you, you look at Scotland, you look at Mel Gibson, you think that's a very attractive body of, of, of political ideas there. Yes. That's a great thing. But then, oh, you look at a wee bit closer, raging nationalism and anti-Semitism and Chicken Run too, which... As far as I'm concerned, is, is a terrible. It's going to be awful. Are you worried, Fiona? I am worried. You know, I'm, I'm worried because we said no, didn't we? We said no in 2014. Yeah. Nothing has changed on the political spectrum since then. That it's been very much the same, the same for the last oh, eight years. The same. Nothing. I can't think of anything that's changed. Yes, no. And yet I'm Nicola says, trying but can't. And and yet Nicola says, let's have another go. Well, Nicola, we said no once. We'll be saying no again. You can give me the chance to say no as many times as you like, and I'll keep saying it. A no, 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 no. <laughs> um, it's a bit like in that, uh, in that, uh, the Vicar of Dibley. So another yes. amazing piece of British work. No, it, it, it's so true. It, it's like marriage. You say once, you, you stick with it. You don't you don't change your mind. You know, I, Wait, sometimes I'd like to change my mind with my husband, Jonathan, but I don't. I don't. Oh, know? yes. No, I, I remember you saying before, actually. Oh, yes, well, he's, he's com- quite dreadful. Yeah, yeah. I do feel that I, I do just need to chip in, just just for uh, the old dreaded balance, uh, just to say that, you know, the, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the, the, the decision is, of course... Uh, with with the the Scottish people and, and there are a lot of pros to to Scotland. I've just got I've got a little list of a few here that I thought I'd right just, right just to read out. Okay, and and, and then I'll just sort of let them land and see see how they go. So, um, windy days, rocks, hills, a hearty chuckle through chipped yellow teeth, meat products. The Edinburgh Tattoo Shops. Bagpipes. Spelling whiskey without an E. Plaid skirts for men and women. Shaggy brown cows that look like the main guy from Jamiroquai. Iron is that, broom. Is there more? Oh, there's more. All right. Yeah. Oats. The Loch Ness Monster. Tunnock's Tea Cakes. Okay. okay. Lorraine Kelly. Well, um, Martin, those were, were those were beautiful. And I think actually, I mean, I'm still I'm not not persuaded, but I think Nicola Sturgeon, if she had someone like you on her team, mm. um, maybe she'd be making more Definitely. headway. It's, yeah, absolutely. I, I did meet Lorraine Kelly once at a, at a do, and um, I would say if she was rude, 
but she wasn't overly friendly. So she's oh. not, is she? I mean, you can just tell she's just uh, she's just a nasty, unfriendly woman. Sometimes I think the friendlier some someone looks, the, the actually the more horrible they are. Yes, or the friendlier someone acts, not just looks, but mm, acts. Mm, you can't mm, trust yes, that. Yes. You can't when trust that. When they come that. across as very open and chatty, actually you think, what's your agenda? Yeah. You know, what's your agenda, Lorraine? Very suspect. I don't like, no, I don't like it. Mm, mm. Nothing against her. She's 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 absolutely great. No, you're just you're just saying what you see. Once again, Martin booked in for us, Ishan Akbar in the studio, (laughs) talking about his hot and spicy takeaway of the week. Yes, yes, you you did. You do keep on. You like to have him in the studio, and I I I love to have him there too. He's he's such a such a character. He says the the funniest things. He really is. Ishan, please tell us, what is your hot and spicy takeaway of the week? Well, I mean, I will tell you, but we're still absolutely bonded to this idea of calling this hot and spicy takeaway of the week. Why, 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 wouldn't, why wouldn't we? we? It just what else bit, would we call it? I don't know, something like Ishan Akbar's take of the week? Ooh, ooh, uh, or no, the, the spicy hot take. Because it's, it's a... Spicy hot take? Or what's the little? I don't know the chicken shop. What's the onion bargy? Onion bargy take of the week. Okay, I see where this is going. Anyway, the hot and spicy takeaway of the week this week for me is that the rail strikes that are happening up and down the country are, of course, a major inconvenience. But yes, dear listener, there may well be a solution from yours truly for us to get on top of this. But she got. Two solutions, believe it or not. Two solutions? Well, I can't wait to hear them. Number one, nationalise Uber. And solution number two, have more rickshaws on our streets. Uh, very, very interesting, Ishan. Um, the thing is, nationalising in general, I, I'm sorry, it just it doesn't have any legs. Well, well, in that case, the rickshaw idea definitely has legs because you need legs to, to use them, don't you? So <laughs> That's true. Frankly, on the legs. That's, I, was, I was on a rickshaw just the other day and we, we were singing uh, Uptown Girl. And the, 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 the... Oh, that's one thing I would do is ban the people who sing. The music is fine, but you can't sing oh, I, whilst you're well, on the rickshaw. That makes it very irritating. It was just a jolly... It was a sort of jolly sing-song. With no, I know, but that's the bit of the... This is the problem we're going to encounter, is people are going to get on the rickshaw, like you, Martin, well, and start I... singing. We can't have singing. It's public noise pollution. However, the songs that they play, absolutely fine. And I think what we can do, we have an employment crisis at the moment, get them to ride the rickshaws all up and down the country. And I reckon you could go, you know, London to Manchester on a rickshaw, what, six hours if you're putting a good shift in? So, I mean, do you think that the rickshaw drivers might get a little tired? Well, then we could we can make sure that they tag team, kind of, you know, high five on the on the on the M six at uh, Richard Charnock Services. I've got to say, do we need to nationalise it though? Could this just be a, a fun little private business, just a sort of you know low wage, fun for all the family? Uh, the, these rickshaw drivers, they they uh, they have a sort of private uh, boss. Who says, "All right, yes, I'll I'll pay you this week. Maybe not next, depending on on how well you do." 
Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be something well, actually, you should do? I think, you know, considering a lot of the rail workers are complaining that they don't get paid enough, I'm pretty sure rickshaw workers would be very happy with the salaries that train drivers get. So we could just transfer that is very true. the salaries over to the rickshaw drivers who would be delighted with what is it, seventy-five thousand pounds a year they get to push a button and pull a lever back and forth. At least these yeah. people are doing exercise and think about it, they'll be fitter, and because they're fitter, they won't be as much of a strain on the NHS. We wouldn't have to spend as much on the NHS. These people will live longer. I mean, overall, so what, I mean, economically, it benefits us to have rickshaws all over the country instead of trains. It does make a lot of sense, absolutely. I've got to say, we really agree, Ishan, but I really am pro this rickshaw idea. You know, it sounds like it's good for the environment. It's oh, good let's for the not health. get the environment into this. I just, I mean, why, why are we complicating well, it? It's, it's just because it's, it's a sort of bicycle of sorts, isn't it? The... Also, also, I'm sorry, Producer Martin, is the environment even real? Come on. It's a larger look, question, look, isn't Martin, it? look, ultimately, the environmental argument doesn't hold up because a lot of the countries no, where rituals are commonly used. Well, a lot of the countries where rituals are commonly used, they're at the, the absolute peak of this quote-unquote climate change issue. There's a... They're, they're all riding rickshaws and those countries are supposed to be drowning soon. So it doesn't really work that well, does it? I mean, it's just it's just this liberal mindset about bringing the environment into everything constantly. Um, but also, Ishan, you talked about uh, Ubers. I did. Now, the problem with Ubers is they never pick me up. I can't get them to pick me up. I, I call an Uber. They start coming. They stop. They don't like me. I had one night in an Uber with my friend Marion and Marion was uh, crying and upset about her husband. It was very tedious. So I threw up on her. And Oh, and did you? And I had oh. to do that. I was teaching her a lesson. And the Uber driver didn't understand. He got very irate. And since then, I can't get an no, Uber. Was... They never pick me up. Did you, when you threw up on Marion, did, did any of mm-hmm. the... Um... Spillage. Village. Did any of it make its way onto the car seat? Because there are cleaning costs associated. I, I know a lot about this because my dad used to be a, a cab driver before before Uber was. I so. pride myself on being a very straight shooter. I very did centrist, get some very kind of in the centre, yes, down the middle. Yeah, thank you. Down the middle, knows where it's going, knows yeah. what it wants. It got Marion. It did get a little bit of the Uber driver's hair, but that's not that's not the cab, is it? Martin, have you ever been in an Uber with with a friend? Do you have? I I have. I have. I've got friends. I've been in an Uber. My uh, Uber rating uh, has actually been very good until recently. Um, I I did have to uh, book Harriet a couple of Ubers and uh, it seems to drop in line with the Ubers that I booked for Harriet. Do you not worry about the environment when you use an Uber, Martin? Oh, uh, yes. I am in a constant state of worry. I'm never truly uh, happy uh it's something that that is always uh, on my back like a like a, a dark dragon sort of terrorizing my my mind and soul i really i lost i lost interest that's i mean that happens when he talks about the environment Also this week, we spoke to Dom Jolly, not part of his TV show, Trigger Happy TV, but he did get a little triggered, didn't he, Martin? <laughs> oh, yes, he did indeed, a, a little bit triggered. And oh, and, and don't worry, I, uh, 
I made sure that his phone was off before the recording started. I, <laughs> I said that to him and he, he absolutely loved it, although it's not in the recording, so uh, it won't be in it. Uh, we talked to him earlier in the week before, uh, it, it must be said, we heard the sad news that the government failed to people smuggle war victims to Rwanda as they were ambushed by law and justice. We talked to Dom about his work with Save the Children. He, he does he does love children. And we also touched upon uh, that question of why doesn't he just stick to comedy? Our guest today is what I like to call a jobbing jobber. He's been a comedian, a travel writer, a podcaster and a question time appearancer. But in light of the recent controversy with the government's refugee plans, we are here to talk to him in his his hat, I suppose you'd say, uh, Dom, as Save the Children Ambassador. Dominic, please, please tell us about your role there. I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't massively like to talk about my charity stuff, but uh, I, I got involved in Save the Children just because I grew up in Lebanon uh, and they asked me to do stuff about refugee problems in Syria. And I just felt that was an area that I actually knew something about. Um, um, so, yeah. Do you struggle with working out which children to save? I mean, some of these children presumably can save themselves. I mean, Greta Thunberg is, is doing all right, isn't she, for a child? Yeah, I think it's slightly different for Greta Thunberg because she's obviously living in Scandinavia and she's in a slightly safer environment. I'm talking about children that are probably a lot younger than her uh, and caught in sort of uh, in hostile situations, wars, civil wars, etc. So I don't really think that's a... A brilliant analogy, uh, with respect. Right, right. You know, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a very serious issue, and I, I guess really what we want to touch on today is why don't you just stick to comedy? Uh, that's a very good question. Some people would say I'd left comedy a long time ago. I don't know. I just, I, I'm sort of, weirdly, I agree with you. Very slightly. Yes, you know, yeah, yes, well, I mean, often people do. I mean, what, what the thing is, is, no, I, mean, is I don't I'm, understand. I'm saying that was an exception. Not that oh. I often do agree with you. I don't normally agree with you. But on this case, I think actually, yes, there is sometimes celebrities can be a bit, look at me and my charity. But I just happen to think this was an area that I knew something about. Do you know Do you know about any areas at all? Any areas I know any about areas? all sorts of areas. I'm uh, very well read in my job. And I find that, yes, yes, I find really what, what's good uh, to, to try I and do, more, Dominic, is to have lots of strong opinions on lots of topics, and then you don't really need to worry about things like experience, because I believe you you sort of moonlighted as a as a dip, diplomat, didn't you? See, I don't need yeah. to do that because I've I've got opinions on it. Yeah, so yeah, I mean that's fine. I mean that is your job. You're an opinionist, uh, and yes, it's a way to make a living, I suppose. But uh, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I didn't know much about areas. I've found personally that going to places. And sort of finding out on the ground and talking to people involved in it, I, you know, call me old fashioned, but I sort of, I find I know more about a subject having done that than just reading the Daily Mail, but each can, can I just... Oh, sorry, I think produce, producer Martin's hello, trying to get a hello, word in. Hello, Dom. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, I just do need to check. This, uh, I'm producer this Martin. Is, this, this, is, is, this is producer Martin. <laughs> just uh, twiddling the knobs and pressing the buttons. Uh, I do just need to check. Uh, this isn't a prank, is it? Because we we do it's know you you have form. Me. I know, but uh, you know this whole oh, we were saving the children is is not one of your pranks, is it? You're not going to turn around. Oh, and, I see. Yeah, 
Be, yeah. Because we do. No, we do. No, it's not. I mean, we know. We know what you're like. Because this is a serious program. Yes. No, no, I can see it's a serious program. I understand that, and I totally yeah. that's a valid, valid point. But just, I don't actually, uh, to be fair, like the word prank. Uh, I prefer to use oh. the word hidden camera. It's an art form rather oh. than oh. pranks. Is what yes. idiots do. So I call it hidden camera. Yes. Uh, or just you know improv, improv In, hidden camera. Improv know. hidden camera. Just because there is a difference. Between that, otherwise you're ending up you're just Keith Lemon suddenly, you know. Yeah, 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 no, no of course, of course. You you are clear, clearly not uh, Keith Le- Lemon. I mean, he I'm does not, he I does all know. sorts of voices. Your voices were quite limited, weren't they? In really, that's actually a very good point. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. Let's talk about your career. I'm. Are you sad that your Question Time appearance hasn't led to a career rebirth, uh, like say Lawrence Fox? Yes, I have to agree. Lawrence nailed it. <laughs> On that, he did. Yes. And, and there was a part of me before I went on. I've done Question Time twice, actually. And both times I came away feeling if only I'd been a lot more racist and outspoken, then might, it might have opened new avenues for me. I'm just not very good oh. career-wise on that. I don't... But, I, no, I I'm going to stop you there, Dom. Was he, was he racist? No. He just sort of said that he pointed out that being a, a white straight male was not his fault and he was getting persecuted for it. And he gained a lot of fans from that. He's now got a lot of Twitter followers. And that's where almost, where it counts, all of them in I'm Kent. afraid. I have no idea why. There is a correlation between that, that sort of person in Kent, I've noticed. Kent is a, is, um, a wonderful place. Uh, well, Kent is a wonderful place. It's the Garden I, of England, but it's clearly growing some sort of racist carrot, as far as I can see. I've got to say, I am getting just a little nervous about this <laughs> this talk of racism and, and Kent. I, I thought maybe if I could uh, just... I wasn't, I wasn't being racist, and Kent is not a, a race, so you can't be racist well, about Kent. Well, no, you shouldn't be. You absolutely I shouldn't think, be. I think, I think Kent have their own language now, actually, actually Dominic. They've got well, their I, own language. I, I mean, that I would defer to you. I've been to many places in Kenya. I've never been able to understand a word they say, so it might be its own language. But um, yes, I'm slightly confused. I've got a friend. What's this all about? You called me and asked me to come on this to discuss my work for Save the Children. Yes, yes. At least I think producer Martin has some Save the Children related questions. Yes, uh, this is a right. sort of a multiple choice. Um, <clears throat> uh, which is this? This is more questions or from viewers. Do you have viewers? Uh, this this is this is from our, our listeners, yes. What you need to understand is we're we're a fairly new podcast. And so our listeners sometimes sometimes they're imaginary, but they're still listeners. So you're like Piers Morgan's new thing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, no, that is well, that though. is what we inspire okay, to, to do. Uh, okay. Yeah. If Sorry, you... Brendan, ask those questions then. Yes, yes. <clears throat> so um if you could save just one child from history, who would it be? And I've got some options here. Okay, would it be uh, Oliver Twist? Do you think he deserves saving? Um, would it be the no. baby Jesus or or, 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 or maybe uh, Harry Potter? Some difficult ones there. Jesus, I don't think existed. And Harry <gasps> Potter, I've never seen Harry Potter. In fact, on a personal note, I genuinely have a cease and desist letter from the actor that plays Harry Potter. So I was stalking him. So I'd probably not save him. I'd probably go with Oliver Twist because I think everyone in Kent needs to be saved. Why were you stalking Harry Potter? You're supposed to be saving the children, not stalking them. No, this was when he wasn't a child and I was doing something and I dressed as a chef and broke into a theatre where he was working to try and do something. I can't remember what it was, but he got quite angry. And I genuinely have a cease and desist letter from him. 
it's framed in my loo, but we're slightly going off the topic again. Yes, yeah, sorry, get it talking about um, save save the children. Um, it, very just, serious topic. Well, it is a very serious topic, and I know that you have yes. to get your ratings and stuff, but Save Children is an organisation that does some really incredibly valuable work for children all around the world and children that really haven't got anyone else looking out for them and as an ambassador, because uh, I'm an ambassador for them. Not not like an official diplomat and stuff, but they call me an ambassador. Uh, it's an incredible. But Dom, honor. Dom, I'm sure it's an honour. But but the thing is, even if these these children, you know, are in trouble, if they come over here illegally, then they we should. It's right, surely, that we we put them in a, a plane to Rwanda. Well, firstly, they're not coming here illegally. They're not coming here at all. The whole point of Save the Children is to look after kids in the environment they're in, and you'll be pleased to know so that. They don't have to come over here. Uh, and actually, Rwanda, ironically, is a place that uh, people do go and work and help children in Rwanda. I don't think Rwanda is a, a massively brilliant place to send people. No, no, um, Dom, you're, you're, I'm afraid you're you're wrong about that. I'm not wrong about um, that. Rwanda, Rwanda is... I haven't been to Rwanda, but I've heard Liz Truss speaking about it this morning. Mm. And it's it's a wonderful place. And everyone has nice accommodation. That's not and true. in fact... Me and producer Martin were talking about this, and we were thinking actually Rwanda is quite woke. In what in what possible ways Rwanda woke? Well, for starters, they're coming over here and they're taking our refugees. I yeah, possibly. I don't know. I mean, I I, I heard Liz Truss as well on Rwanda, uh, and I would really. I don't think she's been to Rwanda. I'd love her to go to Rwanda for a an extended period of time, and I hope that someone could arrange that very, very soon. Well, yes, I'm sure she would because, you know, as she's talked about, Rwanda is a, is a, is a wonderful, lovely place. Maybe she can drive around Rwanda in a tank and take a picture of herself. That would be nice. Do you know what? I, I think that's a lovely idea. Maybe that makes me think, Tom, now I don't want to give you any career advice because obviously you've you've done a lot, but maybe... To, to get people more interested in in save the children, you could accompany uh, any any bits you do with it with um with maybe a picture, fun little picture, or you could or a little a little prank again, a little prank show. Right. Well, I, I do obviously we do take publicity photos when we're out there because you want you want you make a little film and stuff. Yes, but and... I think you've got the children in that, haven't you? And I think really you just want one of just of you. I think the I think when you're talking about an issue, really. You don't want to cloud it with the actual issue, do you? You want to sort of people to focus in, go, what am I looking at here? Oh, I'm looking at Dom Jolly, smiling nicely at the camera. I don't really need to take this too seriously. And it's all in hand. No, I, I don't think that's what it's about at all. You could also use um, you know, um, I, I, little animals, little little animals, you know, kittens and puppies, because... You know, they're, they're children too, aren't they? It's, um, they're children of, of, of a different kind. So what are you but, talking about? Well, just save, saving a, a kitten. is. It, I think saving kittens is actually a very, very positive start. And, and if people... Yeah, but it's called save the children, not save the kittens. So what about, I mean, so. do you remember in, in Afghanistan? Excuse where this has got. Yes, the gentleman that took... All the dogs in Afghanistan. Ah, he saved all the dogs, yes. Yes, but he was Which not was... working for Save the Children. He was working for Save the Dogs. 
I think. Which is a similar, similar sort of thing, isn't it? Well, it is, except it's saving it, it, dogs rather than children, so it's not similar in that sense. But, you know, dogs, dogs are rather sweet, aren't they? And lots of people got involved in that in the, when Penfarthing did that. I mean, Ricky Gervais sort of, sort of was like, save the dogs. And it was, it was really wonderful. So actually, could you say that that's more, more important than saving the children? Do you think Ricky Gervais saved the dogs and told them how many awards and how much money he had at the same time? Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful if he did? I mean, why I not? Why not? I well, no, I, I, I think you're wrong there. Dogs can be very intelligent animals. I've got my dogs. Uh, here. I don't know if you've ever tried. Be at all. Let's ask. Come here. Have you tried talking to your dogs? Truman, come here. Speak to my dog right now. Truman, come here. Oh, have you spoken to Ricky? Oh, there he is. Awards. No, that's a no. What's the name of your dog? Truman. Uh, well, maybe maybe sometime we can... We, we should really, shouldn't we, Producer Martin, do a whole feature where we talk to dogs about things like uh, the Israel and Palestine crisis and things like that, because I think that would make a really sort of rather sweet, funny feature. Dog's eye view. I love it. get more sense than this, to be honest. Well, I, think, I, think we're getting, I think we're making a lot of headway here. I think we've really sort of uh, had a serious discussion about refugees and people listening to this, our viewers... Our, our listeners, they'll Keep they'll be feeling really sort of clear-eyed. Yeah, I've I've had more precise questions than the one show, to be honest. But I mean, that's not hard. Dominic, uh, I must say, thank you so much for all your time. We don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, I, I know we're, no, we're no. coming up to um, to the end of our, our time here. Um, I did just have a couple of extra questions, um, just very mm-hmm. quickly. Okay, you can only save one. Okay, it's it's Tiny Tim. One. Very good. It's either Tiny Tim on one hand, or it's Rosie and Jim. Oh, it's it's a two for one. Oh, what are you going to Tiny do? Tiny Tim, of course, very unhealthy. Um, uh, Rosie and Jim, healthy but uh, rag dolls. They're both children. Okay, just to be clear, that's not how say the children work. You know, there's not like a lottery and stuff. But just for the sake of your format, uh, I would save Tiny Tim. Oh. I don't like Rosie and Jim. Interesting. But what what's next for you? I don't know, probably dancing on ice. Wonderful. Well, I think I think this could really That's help. A dream, anyway. So, if the dancing on ice producers are listening, Dominic Jolly would love to, to, really to do it. Touch. They've already been in touch. I'm considering it. Touch. Well, what about the other one? Uh, Strictly, Strictly. If you're listening, he's ready. He's funny, and he no. likes children. Well, I don't like children. Not in that sense. I don't like children. It's not. Just to clarify, I work for say the children. I have children, but I don't like children, if you see what I mean. Don't like, he doesn't like children, but he does. I don't like children, if you see what I mean. He doesn't like children, but he does like to dance. I mean like you tree. Can you not use this bit, please? Because I, I don't think it's going to come across very well. It's, it's okay, because producer Martin is going to cut this bit in a, oh, into an so expert way. And I'll... what will what we'll make very clear... Is that you don't like children? No, I do like children, but, the... but I don't like children. I don't. I can't because you know. I'm sure we won't. It's going to come across. No, no, we never take like things out of context. We Please, no, we we are always very careful Please. not to paint people in a bad light and an untrue light. So we'll make sure that everyone is aware in what sort of way you like children. Because just because I'm an ambassador, which is not at all. So no, I do yes. like them, but, and I don't know if I've mentioned. He likes them. I don't. He likes the children. Can we just leave very this much? Something else. Dominic Jolly, children lover. Thank you. No, you can't say that, please. 
So that's it for this week. What a week it was. I hope you've had fun. We certainly have, haven't we, Martin? Oh, yes, the most. <laughs> Thanks to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Ishan Akbar, Nat Tapley, Eleanor Morton, Dom Jolly and Ed Morrish. Please join us next week for more non-censored. And, and Martin, do, do the... Oh, yes, now. please do click on that like yes. and that subscribe button. <laughs> okay. And, 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 and Martin, yes, and... And, the reviews. and if you could leave us a nice review, please, that would be much appreciated. The Guardian said it was glorious, oh, didn't it, certainly it, Martin? Did. Uh, we don't usually like The Guardian here. It's very wokey, awful, awful paper. But, you know, it's like a, it's like they say, isn't it, Martin? A stopped clock is right twice a yeah. day. <laughs> so there we I go. Mean, any kind words would be appreciated. 